All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are playing Werewolf the Apocalypse tonight. We are continuing Future Lives and Dust campaign. We are getting very close to the end. Uh, Jeremy was saying they're going to storm the castle. It just died tonight, so it could be tonight. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, otherwise, we're in the final arc, so we could have a handful of sessions left, I think. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, we got a couple of announcements we're going to go through really fast before we get started. And uh, and then 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 we will get started. So first off, um, many of you have probably already seen this already. But if you're watching this later, check the show notes in YouTube. If you're watching this now on Twitch, uh, we got a new discord uh, for a long time. Our buddies, uh, Defenders of Cobalt, have let us crash on their couch. Uh, but we have finally outgrown that couch or they've kicked us off that couch. I don't know where the metaphor is going exactly, but there is a couch involved. And we now have our own Discord, uh, and we would love for you to come join and hang out. Uh, and uh, we're also doing a special little giveaway, courtesy of our friends at Norse Foundry, uh, who incidentally, their logo is a uh, one of them, anyway, is a wolf. Uh, and then anyone who's in the channel, within the first week of us putting it up between this werewolf episode and the next werewolf episode, uh, you get automatically entered to win a, a Norse Foundry gift certificate. So you can get all sorts of wonderful, fancy dice and dice-related accessories. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, so go there and maybe win something. Jeremy can't win anything because uh, um, I said so. There we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, all right, I take it back. Jeremy, you can win something. It's fine. It's fine. Anyhow, <laughs> it's the giveaway a couch. That, yeah, so we're giving away a couch to uh, the first hundred people who join the Discord. Gets a free couch. Uh, so that's the first on the thing. side of the street. It looks like Melissa has already hit Nightbot for it. And then the second thing, uh, well, our buddy, Aaron, our buddy Pete's got a Kickstarter. You want to you talk about it? And I'll drop drop a link. Absolutely. So uh, you probably heard me talking about it before. Uh, but Pete, uh, who is uh, Mr. Garblag himself over from Garblag Games, has officially started his Kickstarter today for Heroic Deeds. It's his uh, high fantasy uh, role-playing game. It's got that classic fantasy feel with modern mechanics to it. Uh, and it runs through the end of February. He's already 50% funded, so definitely give it a shot. He's got some YouTube videos up that explain the game. He's been playing it over on Garblag Games uh, for you know a month or so, so you could check out it on the YouTube videos. And, and we're going to do a quick playthrough of it starting next Tuesday as well. So uh, give it a shout. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so in our normal Marvel uh, Tuesday, uh, Steven has quit the channel and doesn't want to hang out with us anymore. So we're going to so Aaron has graciously decided to step in and uh, run the game instead. And so we're going to be playing some heroic deeds. So come watch us for the next couple of weeks playing that. And hopefully if you like it enough, go back it uh, on the link again. Check the description, all that kind of good stuff. So uh, plugs out of the way. Uh, what we say we start playing. Uh, let's start. I guess just meeting the people who who, who are playing. So Jeremy, um, tell us about Eustace. Yeah, Eustace Hart, Violetix Hartwood, just a good, easygoing guy. I would give you the shirt off his back. It would sometimes worse. Would you? You know, I'm not going to go there. Just Evan stretches, and uh, but <laughs> what the pack needs. <laughs> God, that was that was great. That was great. Fantastic. Uh, Melissa, tell us about Selena Bendis. Uh, yes, Selena is our uh, children of Gaia Theurge. Uh, she actually successfully completed a uh, hair's leap last session. So, like, she's, you know, super excited about that. Um, would like to see stars again in the way that she did before. And, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, That's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you leaped on top of a speeding Winnebago that was trying to corral uh, a loose gargantuan kaiju spirit that wanted to eat small towns and such. Uh, so yeah, that was really fun. Uh, next up, Evan, tell us about uh, Duke and his various stretching routines. Yeah, I'm playing Duke Dustfang. He is a Silverfang Galliard. I think he's going through like not like a late life crisis, but I think he's maybe like developing like a nudist, you know, vibe. <laughs> but he might be going through like his new phase now that he's experienced kind of some free will that he's never really thought about. But we'll see. You know, maybe he'll play none of the action. But we're supposed to be guards, so maybe not. That probably wouldn't work. Interesting. Gonna broach that topic with the sept. Like, what do you guys think? Just hear me yeah. out. Nudist colony. Nude right. orange collection. It'll be fine, you know? Because mm-hmm. you guys are at Orange Grove. You just go around nudist colony picking oranges. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natural oranges. Natural picks. I, I would guess that that exists somewhere. That, I would imagine that probably exists in the world. Okay. I mean, uh, why not? Jacques is down Florida. with it, obviously, because he does not <laughs> like clothes anyway. That's true. <laughs> he was Seems the original true. nudist. Almost Everybody halfway else. through uh, the pack. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, next up, Kipser, bonjour. Uh, tell <laughs> us about Lou. <laughs> I will leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lou Riel is a uh, ragabash glasswalker who uh, you could call what is the old term gumshoe. Uh, she is a paranormal PI um, who enjoys. Kind of talking to spirits, even though nobody else sees them. Uh, definitely has never done anything wrong, and everything is okay with her family and friends. Except for old one arm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And he would give you two thumbs up. That's why I said this. And I definitely too. gave Jacques back all the tech that he gave me. That's true. Yep. That's fair. You got, you did actually get some interesting tech, right? You did kind of collect some yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a... I haven't had a chance to pull it apart, but yes. Fair enough. <laughs> sure. No, thank you, Stephen. Uh, you got a second command there. Gibson, you excited? No. <laughs> what are you doing? No. We're moving up. Look at that. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. A- <laughs> <laughs> if anyone ever sees Kipser, uh, just cruelty, randomly sees Kipser on the street somewhere players. in Canada, just make sure you say born bone journo to no. <laughs> Gotta do it. Cruelty. Cruelty to players. <laughs> Uh, And then finally, uh, Aaron, tell us about Jacques. Uh, Jacques Quireclaw is a red claw, a wolf, and hidden in human skin. Born under the Alrune moon, the warrior's moon, the full moon. He is a a soldier in the army of the Green Mother, in the war against the worm, and more importantly, the war against the weaver, the true enemy of the wild. Well put, well put. And as you might expect, uh, Lou, Lou and Jock get along just famously. Just absolutely like famously. <laughs> yeah. Really, really close friends, those two. Okay. So, uh, last time around, you all were able to reunite with one another after some separation around that kaiju. Uh, the pitcher plant uh, spirit was able to detach itself thanks to Duke's uh, Duke's ritual. Uh, Lou, you, uh, you were tasked with rushing Bodhi Darkpaw and his various pack all the way back to Guy's Grove to get them some medical attention as they had been skinned and were in the process of being devoured, uh, but they got they got, uh, they got got ejected. And so over time, they will heal up. 
Uh, Jacques, you are mopping up some random locker room mercs and such with the help of Canon Red Fever, one of the stargazers. And later you actually interrogated an Echo Labs tech who uh, who gave over some bits of information about the company, about Sasha Bennett, uh, another high-level scientist by the name of Dr. Lomax, uh, and other random little bits and details about Signal Mountain, uh, which is uh, one of the, the places you've heard about a few times now. Uh, Selena, you chase after Orn Moonshadow, and you actually eventually participated in a ritual to calm that stargaze, the, the stargazer spirit and get that to stop rampaging all over the place. And eventually you all... You all left, uh, and so you returned back. But you obviously you cleared out any trace of uh, of werewolves, and you collected some tech and things like that, some subdermal tech, some uniforms, things like that from the dead researchers and the security around uh, Whispering Sands. Back at Gaia's Grove, at your sept, uh, you started to recuperate a little bit. You spent a little time. You learned, uh, Lou, that Riley unfortunately needed his arm amputated after the attack uh, that he and Lucas had suffered uh, while you were up north. Uh, and you also debriefed Adora a little bit on the incident with the Stargazers, and she still seemed to have some prejudices against uh, against that pack. Uh, War Child's pack, speaking of packs, also returned, used Lou's information to help them free the two incarcerated members. They tried to debrief you uh, about what they learned from uh, from their scouting of Signal Mountain, but everyone just assumed uh, that War Child's pack uh, didn't really have any information. So, uh, so yeah, and then uh, out of the air. Uh, landing on one of the orange trees, Mother Morella in her, uh, the equivalent of like a glabro form, appeared, big wings, weird looking face, started squawking out strange uh, prophecies and, and such, dooms and curses and weird cryptic messages. Uh, and Lou considered taking a shot at her, which kind of surprised everybody, then talked about it so long uh, that Mother Morella was able to fly away. <laughs> so <laughs> that is what happened last time. We are going to pick up. I'll give you an opportunity. If there's anything you wanted to do in the immediate aftermath, we'll say War Child's still around. Mother Morella has already flown away. You can see your young, uh, your so that young pack of uh, of werewolves that you had brought down from Josiah Donclaw's uh, commune uh, are there. They seem a little unsettled with the arrival of Mother Morella. You can see all of them are like huddling and talking and whispering to one another. Uh, and, uh, war child still there trying to debrief and they're all now very confused at the appearance of this creature. So we'll pick up immediately after that in case there's anything you all wanted to do. Is there anything you all wanted to do? What do you think? Jacques would, would, would want to talk to Adora and any of the other elders and see if they'd ever heard of any human or mage or anyone having the technology or the abilities to force werewolves out of their chosen form. Okay. And, and um, if if they've heard of something like that, is there a way to block it? Okay. Um, Adora. So if you speak with Adora, um, since you're talking to Adora, we'll just give it to you then. Um, she will say something to the effect that uh, technology, uh, who knows what the weaver and she makes a little face when she says yeah. that to you, Jacques, <laughs> has devised. And in what corrupted state their spirits might, might be in to make such a thing happen. But there are, there are some, some gifts, some, <sighs> there are some gifts that have been known to interfere with shifting. So it stands to reason, I suppose, 
that the possibility does exist, frightening as that sounds. And, and then she'll she'll make reference to the dirge singer uh, from the very beginning of our campaign, who um, had the ability when they were singing to increase the difficulty of your shifting uh, and actually made it more difficult. And so she'll sort of reference that as kind of a base in terms of knowledge and certainly possible that some have found another way to to do even more than just make it more difficult to interfere with it. Who knows? Have you ever heard of of the pestilence of humanity leashing werewolves in silver and 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 lashing them under control? She makes a very grim face. There have been such stories, horrific, but humans doing it on their own is just hard to fathom. They are very weak. To see a, a Geru fall under their leash, they must... Do you think leashes or mages? Could be, but mages are themselves very fragile. It wouldn't take a werewolf but a moment if they were to free themselves, to rip through a mage. And beyond that, we've not had any... Well, we've not had any mages that have been against us, at least, that I can remember. So then that leaves the leeches? I suppose, but their ranks have been weakened across the valley. They are... How about the corrupted Fomori? The children of the worm? That... I believe, is the most likely candidate. It would not be the first time that humans have found some way to apprehend or manipulate, co-opt, and use them for shared purposes, motivations. That, I think, is quite possible, in fact. Elder, do you know of any any rites that might be sung that might strengthen our connection to the wild and prevent someone from stripping away our abilities to change? She thinks about that. That I will have to. I will consult our spirit. And I will consult some of the others. And perhaps Duke might know as well. We will look into that. So, uh, and we'll assume this is all nearby. You're welcome to jump in on that if you if you like. Otherwise, was anybody else doing anything? So Jacques, Adora, you pull her aside, you talk for a moment. Anybody else doing anything? Well, then go and just be supportive to the the younger pack. I imagine that probably, uh, well, the part of the phrase ruffled some feathers. Got to be a little awkward, disconcerting. Uh, hope you all are feeling well amongst yourselves. Got a fine, strong pack of young men and women, not children. I remember. I'm sorry about that from earlier. 
uh, <clears throat> Titan, um, who seems to be something of the pack leader. Uh, he, he kind of turns to you and the first time, you know, he's never really demonstrated like fear, concern. You never really got that sense for him. They were trepidatious about detaching themselves from Josiah Donclaw, mm-hmm. but they, you never really got the sense that they were, did so because they were afraid of him necessarily. But you do, I would say, Eustace, especially since you're a fairly empathic, um, empathetic person, you do get the sense when you step over, like the the anxiety uh, amongst them is is almost palpable. Like you can you can see the concern in their faces, like rune skybinders. Like sh- she looks pale. Um, and Titan turns to you and says, "You, uh, you think, you think he's gonna make trouble for us now?" Well, he might. Now, here's the thing, though. I get the feeling he's kind of the old coot that wants to present a face. And just remember that part of his weakness will also be his strength. Because he wants to present himself regally, but that means he does not want to be seen as somebody who goes against such a thing. So if you've not broken any accord and you can make sure that that is known amongst his peers, well, basically he doesn't want to make himself look like an asshole. He wants to make himself look like a big shot, right? So maybe that's one to keep in mind. And, uh, yeah, of course, you're going to get Mother here spouting a bunch of nonsense. And, yes, I understand she does have the capability to do some foretelling. But at the end of the day, isn't prophecy just kind of like a prison that you create around yourself? Don't let yourself get locked into somebody telling you what's going to happen. It's Rune who speaks up when you say it's nonsense. And she actually almost looks offended when you say that. (laughs) It's not not nonsense. No, I don't mean nonsense. I believe it. She, her visions, they come true Mm -hmm. and I get them and she was helping me understand them. And Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen what she's seen, but exactly. She's very, you have to understand Eustace. She Mm -hmm. was, she was kind in her way to us and, and she trained us and, Mm -hmm. and she helped us. She used to. Mm -hmm get visions all the time that would uh, she could see a gear a werewolf on the mm-hmm. verge of the first change and she knew exactly when and exactly where and that's how Josiah was able to recruit so many because he would send out uh, uh, and, and find them uh, mm-hmm. I've heard that if they would have changed when uh, no one was around to help them they could have been lost f- for no for I can speak to the truth of that I know my my first was it was about as terrible as it can get. I didn't have anybody there for me. So I get that. I hear you and I understand that. And I, I appreciate that you want to do that sort of thing. And and when uh, the militia came to to try to take us out of our roost, she she saw it. She saw them coming and we we were able to prepare. We 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 had mm-hmm. defenses. We made sure nobody was outside of the commune and and we were able to to deal with them as as quickly and mm-hmm. as we could. Yeah, they, they got a vested interest in taking care of you. I hear that. I will and say. When, and when the local law mm-hmm. enforcement came looking for the bodies of the militiamen that we had killed, we knew exactly where mm-hmm. to hide them so that they would not be found. All of this was was at Mother Morellis. She saw this. She insisted. She, she saw mm-hmm. all these things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That sounds like 100% something they would do to protect their interests. And I do see some of the good in that. I have to ask, how has it felt not having to, like, talk about, like, your wisdom this, your wisdom that? Has it felt nice not having to? Well, to be honest, I 
I'm I'm a little rudderless. I mm. I still have my visions, and I still I still have trouble sleeping, and I still mm-hmm. slip into my trances and begin my sketches. And I she kind of looks yeah. at some of her friends. She's like, and I still babble, but I don't have her to help me understand them anymore. It's yeah, I'm on my own. You, There's well, no you're not here. on your own, and your sept that has the foretelling. We may not have that talent, but you still have your pack around you. And ultimately, I want you to do what feels right for you. That's the bottom line. I'm not going to tell you to go running back to her because I get the feeling the rest of your pack, you had a friend there. Yeah. It sounds like things weren't quite as peachy keen as it was presented on the surface, that there's some good, some bad too. I, I don't know what peachy keen means, but. Yeah, I'm like, old. I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, things were strained more so mm-hmm. than appearances and, might have led on. Sometimes when somebody wants you, they will show you kindness in a form that is useful for them, um, but then perhaps give very vague notions of foretellings. That Yeah, she spouted a bunch of stuff about Doom. When I say nonsense, I don't mean that to say I don't believe in her capabilities, but I do mean that the information she chooses to share is done so within a framework that leaves you nervous, pensive, Maybe not entirely sure if you should trust in the strength of your pack and you should go running back to Mama. Well, I don't think it was an accident that she chose to come to you in that fashion. I respect your decision, but I just want you to know you have a lot more strength around you than you might realize. Aren't you worried, though? She said some very frightening things. Doom and curses, the hour of death. These are... Man, I've never been wrong. You are a guru. Your entire life is doom on the horizon, but you're strong enough to deal with it. I was just inside this belly of some spirit that was nearly the size of a city. I got partially digested, and it was what it was. It was doom. It was definite doom to be in there, and then we got out. That sounds horrible. You, 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 you will need to tell me that story. I am. I, I, I knew that you had trouble, but no one has shared with us the full extent of what you experienced. Well, you know what? Let's go to the pub. Let's get around drinks. Let's talk about that. I don't, maybe you guys can tell me some of your stories that you all have done together. Basically, as Eustace would just try to switch. Yeah. Like, use this as the opportunity to change the okay. direction of their thought. And they're, uh, okay. Uh, and they all just kind of look like, and Titan just shrugs his shoulders, and they follow you, for sure. I got a new drink called the Haunt I want to share with you. you. <laughs> Before you take all those children or uh, young adults, <laughs> I, does anybody in that group uh, do? I know you guys grew up on a little mountain uh, cult. Uh, do you know a. <laughs> so judgmental. I, if you make that face, I will laugh and break. Mm-hmm. It is no good. <laughs> yep. Hold it in. Hold it in. <laughs> uh, does anybody know technology in the group? Uh, yes, ma'am. We, we all have cell phones no, and like, we can access the good, internet. And, you, hacking and, and actually knowing sort of like a machine language or Python. Uh, they all sort of look at each other. Well, ma'am, um, we were always told to keep the influence of the weaver to a minimum. 
There, no, <laughs> Jacques, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> the weaver is not against Gaia. It's just another spirit, and they have their own way. Everything is connected in their own way. But does anybody in your group maybe have the connection with the weaver? Jacques is behind her going like this. It's bullshit. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. When everything's in balance, it plays its part. Sometimes things get pulled too far in a certain direction. What was once a triangle starts getting a little wonky. Well, uh there's nothing know. wrong with the weaver. I don't know about that, uh, sir, but uh and this is Titan speaking of, but ma'am, I can uh in terms I, I I'm a mechanic. I'm I'm very good with with engines and such, but I'm I'm not much with with hacking into computers. Okay, it is going to sort of be time to teach you. Excellent. Thank you for volunteering, Titan. But I was going to go get a beer. Oh, yeah. I know your friends will enjoy the beer, I'm sure. But I can't go because uh, like, we were in class uh, and then it seemed like yep. class was dismissed. And so we were going to yeah, go. Yeah, so new class for one-on-one -on -one session. I'm going to teach you a little bit of stuff so you can help me with, uh, Jacques gave me a bunch of stuff and we need to take it apart and figure out yeah. uh, what's going on. Uh, and he's looking like desperately at Eustace Come on, the Titan. walkway. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so progressively goes off with Lou. Okay. Um, Anybody else have anything that they're doing around the uh, around the old homestead? I had a question regarding um, when Brody was talking about them getting knocked out of form. Did he describe how that happened? Oh, uh, Warchild. Yeah. So if you get back to Warchild. He's like, oh, now you want to talk to us. Okay, I see how it is. All right, to be fair, I was not the person who was being an asshole. I was just sitting back and everyone else was like, oh, we already heard that. And I was just like, I feel like we haven't heard that, but I just didn't want to, you know, cause more of a scene. They started uh, it. So he he will say that, so he'll he'll give you like a, a, a the fuller, you know, bits of the story. And that's essentially one of the people in in, in his party, uh, I think he, I think it was Roach. Roach got hit by something and moments later stumbled out of lupus because he was in lupus form and got hit. That's what he says. Now, when you talk to him, though, if you kind of examine him, he doesn't have like there was no there's no bullet, but he does remember getting hit by something. But at some point, he doesn't remember pulling a bullet out or anything mm -hmm. like that. But he does very distinctly remember like an impact. Um and it was when they were escaping. They had tried to, like, because they explained that there were, like, some kids, because it's Signal Mountain. It's literally a base on the top of a mountain. And they were trying to find alternative routes, and they were kind of scouting some caves. But that's when they ran into the wolves on leashes and things. And they tried to escape. They tried to run. And that's when, when they were in lupus form. One of them just got, got knocked out. They got hit, and they stumbled down, and they almost got run over in traffic because of it. Hmm. I guess Duke is trying to deduce like if because like the things we've encountered currently have been like noise based, like the dirge, mm -hmm. the like ice cream truck. So he's trying to figure out if this third thing relates to that or like is if it was a projectile, it seems like way off base. You know, does that make sure. sense? No, absolutely. Um, you could. I mean, you can make a roll if you want to sort of uh, kind of deduce it. Um, 
Like yeah, because his his idea is like, what if we try to like wear earplugs and have some way to just limit hearing things, and that way it could help us. Uh, I mean, you could do like a a wits or intelligence. Either one of those is fine. Um, and maybe, I mean, a science would would be pretty good. I would think. Yeah, let's do science. Okay. Is it just this is really just you trying to deduce, to deduce, and you could just give me half if you wanted to, or you can roll it. It's up to you because this isn't a thing that we're. Well, half is one, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you want. To work. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, two. Two. Um, so getting hit by something, like it, like you, you've heard multiple things from different groups. Like they this this company Echo Labs is very interested in signals. And assuming Jacques, and I, I'm assuming this Jacques, but you tell me if I'm wrong. Did you debrief everybody on what you what you when you interrogated the one Echo Labs guy? Did yep. you have to kind of tell everybody what happened? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So I would say you, you would probably conclude Duke that they keep, he keep, he kind of used signals in the way that you all mean spirits. Like it, it seems like that was like the terminology they were using. Like they're like almost like they're picking up the spirit world and spirits, but they're doing so in a way that seems more like radio frequencies and, and other types of ways. Uh, and so it's certainly possible that you know, maybe he got hit by something from the umbra that manifested in the physical and kind of took them. So it could be something like that that could have mm-hmm. potentially happened uh, that just wasn't necessarily on the visible spectrum when it happened. Right. Uh, so that's probably your best guess with two, to two successes. Do we have any, are there any spirits that are friendly to our sept, like large spirits, not like as big as the Rocky mountains, but big enough <laughs> that, um, you know, because you said that Signal Mountain is the Umbra is blocked off around Signal Mountain. Do we have any spiritual allies that might be big enough to try to breach that barrier so we can figure out what's keeping everybody out of the Umbra in that area? You've got your Karen spirit you can speak with, but you know that your Karen spirit is usually one of nurturing more than anything. Um, it's one that cares more about um, ensuring like growth and health of of the land. And that's why your grove is so lush. That's the one that you have the best relationship with, uh, which isn't to say that you couldn't find others. I would say between Duke's uh, Duke has plenty of maps and knows old cairns that have, that have long since that have long kind of gone dormant or silent, uncertain why it could be because they've moved on or just no one's really protecting them or tending them. So it's certainly possible you could seek some out. Uh, that's definitely an op- an option. Uh, and then that usually entails some sort of trade or offering to get their assistance. Um, if you're around and you ask Warchild more about that that blocking, he'll he'll explain like it was you know in the in the Umbra it was like like this red metal pyramid like right over top of the mountain like it wasn't a mountain so much it was a pyramid. And whenever we got close, it just sort of spun and pushed us out, and then we got launched in a different direction like something like they were actively enslaving or using or bribing like spirits to push us away like repel did, us did they war child did they stink of the weaver spirits or yeah they did but not but not just that the worm worm you know, too those those dogs on leashes and those caves we were wandering those caves for 
Well, it felt like days. It was like a maze. And that's when we realized it was a maze. And it was like spiraling and stuff. And, he's, and they're like looking at each other, nodding. Yeah. Or they think that yeah. leashes. The dogs, we think they were like, like spiral dancers. Yeah. That's what we mm. think. No, no, for sure. Because we made a strategic exit because we were yeah. just doing recon, you know? I we was wanted smart. to make sure. Yeah. So if you hadn't got back here, we wouldn't know any of this. Exactly. But some well, the, people uh, apparently think that we didn't have anything to offer. Uh, I think it was just one person. Let's just oh, yeah. let's just don't it's don't don't Weaver pull lovers, down the whole pack. Weaver lovers. <laughs> the, the the ones who had the the black spiral dancers leashed were they human? What did they stink of? They stunk of the worm, brother. Bamari. They, they were infested. They were mm. corrupted. They had wild sense. looks in their eyes. We fought every instinct. We wanted to rip them free, but they were corrupted. It's better that you didn't. Yeah. It's glad to have your pack back, brother. We're glad to we'll be back. We'll deal with the waiver in time. Someone's got to deal with the kind of like motions to where Lou and Titan are going off to do <laughs> hacking. <laughs> Poor Lou. Oh, yeah, to be clear, um, <laughs> Lou is going to like send Lucas back to the apartment so that he can like have some space and chill out sure. and then essentially not sleep for 48 to 72 hours while she goes through teaching and I guess informing um, Titan what why they're doing this with uh, Sasha Bennett and then uh, what they'd seen and Dr. Lummox and TDG okay. and the like she'll kind of like just why this is important and then like force him to kind of learn some tech stuff. Okay, so we'll say if so you're you're literally pulling like double all nighters, so to speak, um, to do and to try to do some hacking. To try to teach Titan, obviously, Alien in between. Yep. Uh, okay. So if you would like, uh, you can roll, and I'll give you a plus. You can take an extra die for this because you do have Titan assisting you. Computers, mm -hmm. he's fine with computers. It's not like he's, in, you know, he doesn't know how to use them. It's just he's more it's of probably a better than anybody else that I've worked with inside of my kid. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's very good at, at, at engines and machines. He's extremely good at it, actually. He's, he's very, yeah. He just has a knack for it. Jock okay. knows how to handle computers. He hikes his leg. No, stop <laughs> peeing on my stuff. Uh, technology and what? Wits or intelligence? Uh, in, uh, I would say intelligence. You're taking your time. It's really not about an, like a, an immediate thing. So this is all over the course. So what I'm going to give you is like something you've accrued, like information, things that you've observed or you're messing around with this over 48 hours. Uh, and honestly, the, the better you do, the more you might. So okay, force well then I'll... Force oh. Pretty good. I could, I could do a willpower and reroll two of those. Nah, I think you're good at four. No? Four's okay. fine. Excuse me. Uh, all right. So while you are working with Titan and you're you're going through this, and he's he's a quick study. He he, he definitely is. It's not like he's he's struggling. There are times he's just sort of nodding quietly. He doesn't really ask questions. Uh, but if you ever ask him to go do something and you showed him how to do it once, he can easily repeat it. Uh, he right. usually can't figure 
everything out on his own. He doesn't necessarily have that kind of intuition yet, but he certainly can follow instructions very, very well. What you discover, uh, first I'll say, with do- if you're looking to, to Benjamin Lomax, is, is, is the full name. Uh, so Dr. Benjamin Lomax, you know, is mm-hmm. a, uh, when you dig into him, it's not hard to find information about him. He definitely has forward-facing stuff. He's clearly out there. He's a medical researcher. So whereas Sasha Bennett was sort of dealing with all sorts of different, um, like signal science, fringe science, uh, there's doing all sorts of stuff with like clairvoyance and various other things like that. Uh, Lomax seems to be a medical researcher and his, you, you find him, you find his entire academic history. You find plenty of published research papers, uh, that he's put out all of its kind of peer reviewed, easy to access, not an issue. And he seems to have a, a fairly respected reputation and his expertise seems to be in various medical devices. Um, so pacemakers, cochlear and, uh, and optical implants, like neuro devices. Um, and you can see that in recent years, he's been pushing and pushing and kind of moving further and further, like kind of the avant garde. And so he's been pushing like these, these neuro devices that are supposed to try to re rewire, uh, sort of brain function, uh, motorized prosthetics, things like that stuff that sounds like cyberpunky to you in some ways. It sounds like something at a Blade Runner or whatever. Um, and that's kind of what he's been pushing and pushing and pushing. You notice that he has been a special consultant to a, um, to a place called Alhambra Correctional, which is a, which is a private prison in Phoenix that is specifically geared towards, uh, prisoners with special health needs, uh, very small prison. Uh, but he, he seems to be either be like a consultant or on a board or something like that. Uh, it's not clear exactly what. And so that's the kind of a biographical information that you essentially get about Lomax. All of that again is, 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 is really out is, it seems like he started off with very clear, simple, straightforward medical research. And he's just been pushing crazier and crazier and crazier concepts. Um, then you notice, uh, as you start digging further and further into this TDG company that you've, you've seen pop up, you, you, you can hear many times like Titans, like what, what the fuck? What, uh, and what, like, what did con- you find this time? Yeah. And he shows you a screen like you had just given him like a, a series, a, a series of sort of systems, pages to run, kind of go through some things, run some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he shows it to you, it's like you prior, you, you thought for sure you were in some kind of financials database for this big time, like white collar company. But then you look over and it's like Baskin Robbins. And then and then you do it again. And now it's like now it's like Domino. And then you, you do it again. And it looks to be like it's some sort of you know, furniture moving company. And every time you notice Lou, every single time you start, you try to peel away the outer layers of these extremely deep and complex financial records that funding seems to feed back every time. If you just tab away and tab back, something's changed. It's almost like it's, it's changing in the moment. Like if you didn't know any better, Someone was actively working against you or something was actively working against you every single time. And whether it's you or whether it's Titan, it's just a stone wall. Like you definitely see the presence of TDG, but every time you try to go further than that, something just gets into the, in, in the way. And finally, because after there's also spirits that can exist in technology, we might. And, yeah. and when you say that to him, he's like, uh, does that explain this? And 
you, he shows you what's on a screen and you see like the actual screen melting in front of you. And oh, it's just, shit. he's like, I didn't do it. And it melts oh, no. to this strange sort of epoxy that coats the keyboard in front of him, hardens, and now it's no longer usable. Well, Jacques is going to be happy. Um, okay, yeah, that might be it. Uh, how good are you at seeing spirits? Uh, I mean, in the umbra, I can see them. Okay. Um, do, uh, are, can werewolves teach each other their their skill sets, and does that work? Yeah, but the like a, a gift like that isn't yeah. something that you just kind of learn overnight. Like it's something Figures. that kind of is gifted by your patron, mm -hmm. right? Like that's kind of okay. the idea. So he has to sort of earn that over time. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, well, um, I'm just going to switch to a Glabro form and I'm going to take a look to see if there's anything I can see around us right now. Uh, let's sure. let's roll. Oops, that's the wrong one. There we go. Okay, Okay, you're good. Uh, uh, so yeah, you, you you do a quick shift. You hit yeah. your penumbra sense. Um, you can you can just what's your, what's your what's half? If you roll half, what's uh, it what's is half? intelligence plus willpower. So or sorry, intelligence plus wisdom. Wisdom is three. Intelligence is da, 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 three. So three is the the half. Yeah, that should be fine. Um, you do notice as you you shift over that this. We'll say this heavy, this the kind of top of the line laptop or whatever that you two are working on. The screen melts. It coats the it coats the keyboard. It hardens. You see this this sort of like when you when you put up your penumbra sense and you look down, you see this glistening black oily mass just coating the computer that uh, that he was working on, oozing out of the various ports uh, in the back and any sort of other place that might have access to like the motherboard and the other internal parts, you see it's reached over maybe towards yours and it's already started to infect yours and your, your actual, oh, no. uh, your actual deck is starting to, to starting to turn as well. Um, and you can see that it's just, it's just growing and expanding this ooze and little bits of it start to drop down and shift along the ground as if it's seeking out other tech. Oh, Titan, move back, move back. Um, Duke, Duke. Duke, you, you don't have to be there if you want to. Okay. <laughs> he pulls a hammy. Ah! Oh Should have stretched. Should have stretched. I, know, I didn't have time. It was a hurry. Okay. Duke, everything, there's uh, some of the oil uh, spirit corruption. It's spreading through the tech and is corrupting everything when we are searching for um, a Lomax. So the the evil medical scientist. So you're saying I got to get naked, huh? Well, okay. Look, Titan, we are going to step out. Um, <laughs> if you could stop it, I would appreciate it. Uh, I will look away. Uh, yeah, Duke can do the uh, ride of abjuration. I don't know if you want me to roll for it or we just RP it, but he can. Uh, we just do have. Like we're in that situation where halves fine. So like, there's no real. Have is three. Okay, so if you're cool with that, if you're cool with three, that's fine. Yeah, that's um, fine. This isn't like you can tell as you're going through the process, and this again, it, this, this takes a little time, but it's not nearly as powerful, not even close to as powerful uh, as what you've already done. So you know, it doesn't cause the kind of self harm that that one did, mm -hmm. and you are able, we'll say, to to expel this 
this sort of um, growing virus like like physically oily virus uh, from Lou's deck, which will will salvage it. You can do it as well from the laptop that Titan is using, but it's basically bricked at this yeah. point. Um, but the most important thing you're able to do is that you're able to contain and sort of keep it in this this singular setting and just expel it from the cairn itself. Uh, so we'll say that you it, it was trying to reach out and begin. Mm -hmm. You can see it, you know, sort of sneaking over towards cell phones. You can see it shifting over uh, towards anything that had electronics or a signal of some kind. And you're able to to curb that from happening. So you expel it from you can see it sort of dissipate and turn to this hardened gray ash once you're done with the abjuration. Um, Lou, your, your 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 laptop is functional, but you can tell you probably need to replace a thing or two. Well, we were on the right track, but uh, Duke, if they're spreading like this, then they might know we're looking at them. We might not have much time. Uh, maybe we tell the others. Uh, Titan, you should go back to your group, keep them safe. You can spread the information. You might, if we can't come back, then you guys will maybe need to know all that stuff that I told you. Go, uh, yes, ma'am. You're gonna be, you're coming back like don't talk like that don't well, put that out in the universe okay uh, duke what do you think yeah maybe time because it's if they're finding us and maybe they're sending spirits through tech yeah it's not very good we probably should get a move on and figure out what our plan is in detail and head towards the mountain okay here's and get I rid of this somewhere out. in the desert I word vomit everything that I found out at you and also anybody else or Jacques and Eustace and Selena. Did you find out whether or not this Dr. Lomax or this Sasha Bennett uh, ever leave the mountain or if they've got family somewhere in the area that they might be compelled to come see if something happened to them? Did I find that out? So you didn't find any personal like residence information, anything like that. Um, from what you you did find that that Dr. Lomax it, it does have a wife, uh, Cynthia, but you don't again, no specific locations. She also seems to be like a researcher in the same kind of field. Uh, it looks like she she like she's credited on a lot of a lot of his papers as well. Uh, but you don't see you don't see anything about like where he might be living. You do have, um, so you do have Sasha Bennett's main offices, that public facing headquarters downtown. But again, you don't really have any specific, uh, locations in terms of where they live. Sasha Bennett, you can't tell has any family whatsoever. Like there's nothing like you look at social media, you look at, uh, like for the company, for, for echo labs, uh, you look at anything kind of going back a ways uh, and you're pretty sure that you haven't seen even like a friend really um i'll tell you this lou make a what's a pool what, what kind of pool do you have for like wits and insight uh yeah i could do wits and insight what's or half for that oh uh you can roll is, it too i've i've no problem if you roll it too i just yeah it, it, it roll um rounded down it's two so i think i would roll that yeah go for it you give it a roll yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, let me use a willpower to reroll some dice. Uh, okay. 
She rolled uh, five dice, uh, got a verbal, zero. <laughs> uh, and then zero dice. At all. A crit. Oh, there you go. You got a crit. Okay, there we go. Okay, fantastic. Go. Uh, one thing. One thing stands out to you, Lou. Um, when you're looking at, when you're tracking Sasha, Sasha Bennett's, not not her personal social media, but you're seeing like Echo Labs. Echo Labs is a think tank. It's it's well known. There's multiple locations. She's just like the Southwest director kind of coordinator, right? There's other locations around the country, around the world that are doing other projects. Uh, so it seems to be a very a big industry that is well funded. But whenever you try to dig into those finances, that's when things go bad. But one thing you do notice is that Sasha doesn't look like she's aged since she was in college. Like, and she hasn't been in college for 20 years. And like, maybe that's just clean living. Um, but she looks healthy and her, it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe that's, it's just nothing, but it's really kind of standing out to you. Um, but one of the things that you're confident is that it doesn't look like a vampire situation because there's plenty of images where she's out in the sun. Like there's mm-hmm. plenty of images where she's out in the day, but it does seem like there's something that's affecting her, her, you know, her age rate or something like that. Do werewolves know about thin bloods? Uh, I mean, you might, I mean, you could, uh, okay, perfectly no. fine. Uh, maybe one of us does. I probably do not actually. Uh, vampires okay. is not my specialty, but I. So she looks like she's not aged, and and they don't have any family, Jacques. But there is a thing. Lomax consults at All Umbra Correctional on special cases. So, uh, Selena, maybe you're good at kind of doing health stuff. You could play something. So Selena may not be here. Fair enough. She's getting Never high out behind the dumpster. So. Can you can you <laughs> hack can you hack this prison's database and find out when he's scheduled to be there next? Uh, well, hopefully, my computer is is bricked uh, or not good right now. As a spirit, the weaver is un, is is not no, dependable. It's not, no, the, the weaver the is fine. It was corrupted by something else. <laughs> it was corrupted by the weaver. I had to get rid of it. <laughs> not by the weaver. The weaver is good. Okay, Lou, you're gonna. I want to roll for this one though because you do have damage <laughs> tech. Roll, uh, roll tech. Yeah. Uh, and we'll say intelligence or wits, whichever you prefer. Uh, but I will say, take a. We're going to take a minus one penalty to it because you are one. using some some messed up equipment. <sighs> Three successes. Yes, that's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can definitely. So you can with three successes, you can certainly see uh, not his full schedule, but you will uncover that there are various like Alhambra board meetings, like consultations that he is kind of scheduled to go to like or like that that show up here and there on Alhambra public calendars not so much Lomax's but you kind of find it through looking more at like Alhambra's like business schedule and you can see that pops up so you probably have two times that he might he might actually be showing up in the next week so here and here um is is what it looks like do we know what kind of vehicle he drives if we can hit him before he gets to the prison yeah you don't have that information you never really got like other than like just knowing the only reason you really know that he's married is because she seems to be credited on a lot of his papers but aside from that you have like there's like no personal information 
And and Lou, it, I would I'd also say that because you are an experienced hacker, uh, you would also find it that uh, not alarming, but it's intent. You're you're pretty sure it's intentional. Like like his stuff, like he's been scrubbed. Uh, yeah, like I've really been working looks on like, this. I'm going to light a cigarette now and just try to stay awake. But that's what I found out. Okay. Um, let's let's check in with Selena. We haven't heard from her yet. So, Selena, what have you been doing? And uh, is it like Orange Kush? Is it something else? What do you got? <laughs> so, get it? It's um, yeah, get it. Uh, so, <laughs> early in the scene, um, like when the youngins were kind of hanging out with Eustace, um, whenever everyone but Titan got to go back <laughs> to their like bunks that night, um, Selena had made um, little uh, little tiny gifts with some, some green for all of the new arrivals. Uh, so that was just sort of left there for them. It's like a like a pillow mint. Welcome. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, just I like a, go to a rolled up joint. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay. And so she has actually been away from the grove a bit. So she is trying to sort of go around to different places and see if she can like try to recreate her little newfound like see some things and just see if in any of the places that we might be like, not that she's going to like roll right up on like exactly where we're going to go, but she was sort of checking in like the downtown area about where we think that building is. And then over in kind of the general area, because there's like the forward facing place, there's the prison place, there's the place out West. So just kind of general location and just see what she can see. Okay, so like the Alhambra stuff, the forward-facing headquarters of Echo Labs, all that's, you know, it's 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 city limits of Phoenix. Like even Alhambra, uh, the correctional facility, they're not next to each other, but they're both sort of in the city. Signal Mountain is way the F out west. It's like, and you know that it's by uh, the nuclear station. There's like a nuclear, nuclear generating mm-hmm. station out there. You know it's, it's way out there, so they keep that far from the city. Um, so you can search, so you want to go to like, the places in the city and see if you can just see something. Okay. Um, yeah, are you just doing, yeah, just, just, okay. Are you just doing just sort of old fashioned, just kind of staking these places out? Is that, is that kind of the deal? Uh, so she kind of wants to use her, see the sky, see the umbra stuff that she's got and just see that kind of okay. a stakeout and just see You're what, try, like divine some things based mm-hmm, upon spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, then let's do let's do a roll. Uh, we'll say it's an occult uh, as the skill, um, and we can do like a yeah, we'll do wits. Um, yeah, occult wits, and you can do half if you want, or you can roll it. It's up to you. Rolling always has the potential to get crits and things, so half is just so it's sort of a yeah. Thing. Rolling's fun, so I'm gonna roll. Um, half would Just be like. <laughs> this is true. That's a phenomenal roll. Five, Five successes, successes is, is way better than fantastic. One half of it. <laughs> okay. All right. So so, okay. Um. For five successes, you see Sasha Sasha Bennett. 
uh, come down uh, from from headquarters. Um, are, do you go inside the buildings at all, or do you just sort of linger outside? Yeah, okay. I'm definitely on the outside. You see Sasha Bennett. You see them. You see her come down uh, from, and and she enters into this what looks to be like a, a specific car for her. She's not driving. Someone opens the door. She has a small security detail with her. Uh, they're well-dressed. They're not dressed like your locker mercs. They, they're dressed like business people, right? They look more like secret service agents than anything. Um, and you see her get into a vehicle. It's not a giant like SUV or anything like that, but you do see that it's it seems to be specialized. Like it doesn't look like it's right off the lot. Um, and if you're if you're really kind of looking into the spirit world, which is messy as hell in the city, like it is just nasty and mm. strange. There's corruption. There's this. There's tech. Okay. But she is a beacon of, lo- of of like you can tell that she is. There's something in her. She, something has inhabited her. You can see that she has taken a spirit within to her. Um, what exactly that relationship is, you don't know. Whether it's symbiotic or whether it's more like she's, you know taken it and, and sort of captured it and enslaved it in some particular way. Um, but you can tell that she is, she is not just human. Uh, so that's one thing you'll get with five successes. That's huge. Uh, the next thing you'll see, um, when you head to Alhambra is presuming that you, that you've kept in touch with Lou. Is that, would you say you would have kept in touch with Lou or are you just kind of off doing your own thing? Um, I mean, I keep my cell phone on me. So if Lou would have reached out with any kind of message about anything, Selena would have read the message, unlike other okay. members of the staff who may or may not keep their phones on them. That they don't want a phone. <laughs> God, I miss those days. I miss not having a phone. It's the greatest feeling. I took a long time to get one. Like I was, I resisted for so long. I hate being tethered. Anyhow, it's not about me. Uh, so you, <laughs> you head over to Alhambra and it is a, it is a very, it is the finest looking prison you've probably ever seen in your life. Like this thing is, this thing looks, it doesn't have that, that worn down feeling. It almost looks like a high tech facility of some kind. Uh, you're not sure the age of it. It's not that old. It's probably maybe five, six years old in terms of the, uh, in terms of like what you can guess. Like it doesn't look like it's been there for very long. Uh, and it, and it looks, it looks like a, a, a semi, you know, like maybe five stories or so high, uh, building sleek in design, ultra modern. Um, but at the same time, highly, highly secure. Like you can see that there are a significant number of people, uh, that are on various stations and guards. You also can tell that there's just an alarming amount of, equipment in the area around the the prison but also on some of the the the, you know the nearby cross streets and things like that looks like there's a lot of cctv and that sort of thing um if you linger for a while one thing you notice uh is that there is a in the time that you're there we'll say this is the same sort of 48 hours that lou has been doing her thing right you see multiple transfer vehicles show like two times, once per day, um, you can see this large, like a Brinks truck kind of deal. You know, it's it's a secure truck for prisoner transport. And it's lettered Alhambra, 
and you can't see inside of it. Like you don't see them who they're putting in because they bring that into some sort of secure entrance and and it comes back out. But you can tell that it's it's some kind of prisoner transport. Uh, and you see that once each day. And um, in terms of fancy stuff, fancy lights at night, if you're looking up at the sky, you're trying to recreate, you never have that feeling down here. In fact, you've never seen so few stars when you look up. Like this, just being downtown, is it's almost it is like downtown. It's, yeah, it's yeah. covered in the amount of light pollution. Like pollution above you. Not just light pollution, but actual smog. Like you look up and it is just Gaia, like mother Gaia. She's she's reeking out in pain and suffering, like just drowning in this 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 in the weaver, drowning in the weaver. (laughs) All these cars going by. Okay. (laughs) Anything else for Selena? Um, I'm happy. Follow up questions. Rolled rolled well. Got some good um, information there. Um. I'm debating and I don't think I would have. Um, yeah, no. I was okay. considering trying to follow uh, Sasha Bennett, but... You uh, certainly can. We're going to make a roll for that if you wanted, but you can you can do that if you like. Yeah. Um, okay. I was thinking that I might have tried to snag like a... Because I know there's like vehicles at the Grove, but I know we were also concerned that we had like driven some of the locker room vehicles to there. So mm-hmm. I imagine she would have done like a, um, you know, buy a car out of the newspaper oh, kind of a thing for just okay. like, a you're going to buy, you're going to spend money. Little, little. What's your income, car Selena? Where do you get money from? Do you I have, have a job? Selling weed, man. Selling weed. <laughs> there you go. High school students. Oh man, <laughs> cut that stuff with oregano. It's way more efficient. Um, <laughs> do, it's okay. So, it's, all right. Um, that's fine. We don't have to overdo yeah. it here. Um, we'll, we'll say you're able to get yeah. a cheap clunker. That's fine. Yeah, that's all. I do. I am gonna want to. I'm. I am gonna want to test from you. Uh, I do want. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say drive. Well, yeah, let's, let's make a drive. No. Oh, I was hoping for stealth. <laughs> I'll take stealth. That's fine. You can give me stealth. Uh, oh, stealth. And I would say, I would say dexterity even still, even though you're driving, because I do think like reaction times for when to go and not go. I think that, that still that makes works. sense. Um, and then I forget what we're doing. Um, I think they're for rerolls. If we werewolf? need extra rerolls for for bits, no. It's <laughs> like I, I wanted to call it ahead of time if it was something I needed to call ahead of time. If I was, uh, I think we are using them as willpower rerolls, like as a single okay. die reroll. I believe. I think that's okay. what it is, and, as opposed and to like the full. Yeah. All right. Then I don't need to worry about that pre-roll. Look at me rolling a crit and getting four successes. Oh god, you're lucky that's a crit. I didn't even realize it was a crit until I looked. At it. I was like, you're in trouble here. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so you're able to follow the car. Um, we'll say it's nighttime and you find yourself leaving this downtown facility and you, you find yourself eventually driving into Scottsdale and to, into sort of the bridge between Scottsdale, Paradise Valley for non Arizona folk. We're talking rich places, beautiful places. And you can see that the vehicle carrying Sasha Bennett seems to go into this 
what is actually an unnamed neighborhood that's off the beaten path kind of a way. Uh, but nonetheless, there are huge iron gates. There's man security. There's, you could definitely see again, CCTV footage. You know, it's a neighborhood. You can tell it's a neighborhood and they're not like, if you linger outside, you can watch some cars come and go. Um, but you are not let inside. I will say that there's no way you're getting inside in your clunker oh, no, no, vehicle. No, 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 That's no, a whole different no, trek. No. But you, I would <laughs> say you know the neighborhood where you would probably presume Sasha Bennett personally lives. Yeah, the, <laughs> the the kind of car that I would have been able to afford on the fly might not get up some of you're the lucky you don't get in PV. pulled over in Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Excuse, excuse me, you can't drive that here. Mm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll say you, Sweet. you have, you have, uh, you have the neighborhood. Okay. All right. Excellent. Let's, um, let's check in with Eustace. So last we saw with Eustace, uh, and you're welcome to go back in time to when you left and, and sort of play out from there. But last we saw Eustace, you were heading off to heart and soul, your pub with, uh, with four of your young werewolf partners. Cause unfortunately Titan was taken. Uh, so what what is Eustace? What do you want to do, Eustace? What's up? I mean, they wanted to largely this was meant to kind of like get them away from getting too sucked into, you know, mother told you. So mm -hmm. give them a chance to reroute. You know, they want to hear about the weird spirit. I'll tell them about the weird spirit. I'll ask them to tell me about some of the stuff that they've gone through. Mm -hmm. You know, basically inviting them to kind of switch gears, talk about something else, get them into a better state of mind. Uh, sure. It's um, mostly just a social thing just to kind of help them not be anxious and second guessing whether or not they should go back to the cult. It's not. So yeah. you're pretty good with like insight and persuasion and composure. You're, 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 that's mm -hmm. some of your strong suits. So I don't think any roles are particularly necessary. I, I think you, enough of like halves will do like threes and twos and stuff are enough to really kind of talk them down a little bit from their anxiety. They, you do get the sense though, that they're not, they don't want to go back. Like that's mm -hmm. not really where their anxiety is sitting. Like they're, they're concerned that maybe Don Claw comes for them. And so mm. it's less about them going back and more about them just sort of running at this point. Okay. But, and that's what most of them are. Like, so when you, when you talk to the others, so, um, but when you talk to when like you you sort of talk to Rune Skybinder, who, if you recall, was the one who greeted you guys when you first arrived. Mm -hmm. uh, she had that sort of she was you, it's the first person you saw in that kind of white right. T-shirt kind of. OK, so she she is much harder to calm down. So Lyric, Ember and uh, and, or, and Orion, like they they love your beer. Um, they're extremely excited about it. Uh, you you tell Lyric to tell you stories. Lyric she's going to tell you stories like over, like it's crazy. She'll tell mm -hmm. you about the militia when that happened. She'll tell you about where they hit the bodies. She'll tell I you. I was honestly kind of wanting to hear more about the militia, but kind of like instead of yep. prodding, let mm -hmm. her be excited to talk about it. So she's excited because, because really I, I would say the, the gist you're getting is that they, they still love mother Morella. Like they, mm -hmm. they, they actually look at her. They're not, they don't miss Don Claw, right? But it's Morella because mm -hmm. She was strange and she was weird, but she helped them. Like if it wasn't for her, they don't think they would have been found. And like they could have been some some horrible monster that had to been put down. They wouldn't have had, you know, this Garu community. And then there were so many times in which she was able through her her roost in the middle of that meadow was able to sort of prophesize and see and foretell 
like dangers to the to the commune. And so they tell you this like the story of how there was some kind of strange um, like nationalist militia group that just didn't like their their kind. They thought there were some strange thing going on mm-hmm. up in the up in the mountains which they're not entirely wrong by that uh but mother morella like it, it, she anticipated it like like not just anticipated it, she knew the night it was going to happen relative to the moon cycle she knew roughly how many people the weapons they were going to use talks of like clacks of thunder and things like so she's talking about guns and like she's talking about guns and shotgun and talk, all these types of things and then somehow she knew exactly when like all the like the like the sheriff's department actually arrived and started searching around and I heard this and that there was some trouble and this all was like you know a while back it was like seven months ago or so you know it's, it's not recent but but she is more than happy lyric to tell you about it and it and it ultimately seems like there was a small army of about 20 20 dudes uh who wanted to come and thought that they were liberating and so they came busting down the door and doing this and that, and they none of them left. Uh, none of them made it out, and they were able to kind of get rid of these bodies and in a way in a place. And so, like, she starts talking about the river and this blood river and how, like, that was they they, they saw that during the fight as the the creeks mm-hmm. grew red with blood and all these different images that Mother Morella had spouted during one of her crazy sessions in the middle of the throne room and every one of those images came true like every single one and sure some of it might be poetic and metaphorical and interpreted but it still happened Mm. and so they are they're you know they're they're concerned like they're you can tell they're fretting but they're also getting drunk and so they're calming down in that way but um lyrics happy to tell you stories rune is probably the one who's most concerned and she's because she's the one who has that ability. Right. Yeah. So Eustace will do his best to kind of do the impact. Like if somebody's been in a bad relationship, you don't do the like, you need to do this. You need to do that. He's going to do his best to just listen non-judgmentally, ask them how they felt about certain things. So if they say Don Claude made them feel uncomfortable, ask them, oh, help you know, tell me more about how that felt to you. If they say uh, Mother Morella, if, if she made them feel better about something, he'll ask them to tell him more about that and kind of mm-hmm. use that. So when, it, when he is talking to Rune, it's not coming across like you need to get away from this crazy cult. It's more like, okay, well tell me more about why you're feeling this way. So it's not so much a, I'm telling you what to do, but you tell me how you feel you want to approach it. And so Rune will, she'll take the lead on this. Like, So, so Eustace, she made us feel safe because she knew things their security and the knowledge that she mm. brought. Now, Don Claude, you said, and, and we know, is not, he's not a honorable figure. Mm. He, is, he is just a man. But she could see things. She knew when dangers were coming. She knew where to find us when we were at our worst. She we slept at night knowing that she was perched up in her roost. We didn't panic when dangers came knocking at our gate because we knew ahead of time whether they were to be trusted or whether they were to be mm. mistrusted. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I, I, I mean, you'll have to forgive me. What exactly is the 
the bind between the two? Are they legitimately like together or? And they all kind of look. I'm like, what is the tie that binds well, the two, so to speak? Um, there was discussion about that. It's not love, if that's your question. I don't know. He, he I don't think he knows how, other than himself and mm. his ambition. She. And they, they all kind of looking like they kind of nod. And we got the sense that she wanted something. It was transactional. She mm. was getting something and he was getting her visions. I see. What ah. she was getting, we don't know. Well, I wish I had an answer, but, you know, sometimes the best thing we can do is, you know, get our feelings all out there. Um, I will tell you, I would not shoo her away by any means if she were to show up. I want you to feel comfortable. And in fairness, there is some stuff right nearby that is very dangerous and is doom on the horizon. Um, that's very much going to be a part of your life, uh, being what you are. She lets out like a sigh. I'm glad to hear you say that. Would you mind, and we're all kind of uncomfortable saying this, would you mind asking Lou not to shoot her? Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I uh, actually was like really, for what it's worth, she was real interesting. He kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. That's my own feelings. Um, I feel like I would be glad to welcome her if she did show up. I would be glad to speak towards, you know, don't shoot mother. That's a reasonable request, I think. Um, and maybe this might sound like a weird twist. But maybe to some expect, given some of the stuff that we've been running into and you are kind of, you know, hanging at the Grove, maybe she was kind of giving you a warning in her own way. Maybe not so much threatening, so much as letting you know there's danger on the horizon where you're at. Maybe it was her own way of caring. Rune leans in really closely and she says, I've been hearing thunder for well, the entire time I've been with you. And there's no storms. Not in the sky. I don't see any. But I hear it. Okay. Crashing up. And when, when I woke this morning, and when I woke yesterday morning, I felt sharp things on my, on my feet. Underneath the bed. And when I pulled back the sheets and I looked down there was shattered broken stoneware hmm. and the bed was coated in my blood and when I called and she looks over when I called Lyric Lyric came and she couldn't see it I believe you, 100%. In fact, some of these weird, terrible assholes that we're dealing with have been dealing with some sort of sound-based things, which may or may not be related to that, but it definitely perks my interest. I don't know if you'd be willing to share your account with some of the others, maybe after you've had a night to... They won't... They won't put me away like my parents did, will they? Mm-mm. 
No. We might not be blood. As far as I'm concerned, we're kin. Okay? okay. Nobody's putting you away for nothing. You are sharing something that is very useful to us. No. Remember in the Umbra, things don't always work by logic anymore. That's just right. that's part of our life now. Sometimes it's more the poetry of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I that's don't have the exactly sight, but I... what Mother Morella said. It's like poetry. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the best ways you can approach situations like this. You don't have to fully logic it out. You get get the feeling of it, and you follow that. If that's it's what not, your gut is telling you, I believe it's you. It's not literal. It's It's metaphorical. Right, exactly. So I think what you have to share is of immense use. I may not be smart enough to immediately know what to do with it just at the moment, but the fortunate thing is we've got a lot of heads we can all put together. You can see, like, she finally, for the first time in a while, kind of like, it's like she got a weight off her shoulder by sharing that, and then you reassured her, and she just sort of, for the first time, doesn't look really tense and calms down at this point. And you see at that, she kind of slips into... She's a young, early 20s with her young, early 20s friends. And now it almost looks like they're just normal people. Uh, after a while, they have a few drinks in them from and like they kind of start to calm down and just become sort of a normal night after that point. Uh, they definitely seem like they've started to calm. Excellent. Well done, Eustace. Eustace, do you have any willpower damage? I don't actually, because you heal some okay. at the beginning of a session, you right? Do. You do. I was going to give you some because I like. I, I feel like that therapy session probably would have helped you out too. But if there uh, was a therapist edge, I would take it in this game. I figured. You would, yeah. <laughs> totally. Figured you would. Yeah. You've got that like bartender exactly vibe exactly of like yeah. the really easy to talk to. As the chat said, you'll probably get to do that for my kid at some point yes <laughs> it is actually one of my plans like once we're past this yeah. immediate threat is to Lucas spend some time undo my this. damage no I, mean, I wouldn't say that happy. remember the last time that you revealed everything to Lucas like hey we're I'm a werewolf and you said that that's why I'm giving him space yeah. so he mm -hmm. because he's getting some it detrimental worked out effects really from well it. last time you did that Okay. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So I think I've checked in with, does is, is anybody have any other little things that they're following up on? Or like, again, this is all like maybe a 48 hour period where everyone's doing things here and there and sort of going separate ways. Anyone else got anything? I think we're good. All right. So yeah. We'll I have say, something for Duke. Um, I was thinking about yeah. while we were talking. Go for it. Um, so he wants to try and think or maybe he knows of what spirits that might exist that could help that he could try to have them come with us or someone that would be really anti against what we've learned right so like i mean i evan don't know exactly what the pyramid is but duke probably has a better understanding so he's trying uh, to maybe sure. try to find a spirit that could aid us i mean i was looking yeah. through the list and there's like inglings that potentially could like cause power outages and stuff. Yeah. And so he's thinking something like that could be useful okay. for the mountain. So you would be able to, so in terms of like the types of spirits that werewolves regularly interact with, they usually interact with sort of the low level, like gafflings and jagglings like that tier. But you guys have had interactions with higher rank. You guys had an interaction with a serpentine, which is a, a kind of a higher rank in the hierarchy. Uh, but I'll say this, you, if you would like, you could roll, 
or just give me a pool, like a like a half of um you have maps. You can go ahead and use your use your specialty. because uh, you do have like this territory. And part of the territory, I mean, like we we've talked about this before. It's not we're not caring about like United States borders of states. That's not the geography and the topography that you're getting. You're getting maps of of like care networks and things like that of of before things began to crumble to the state that they're in. And so you you kind of have an idea of where there might have been seps decades ago, generations ago. There might be dormant cairns, there might be you know, there might be spirits that could be brought back into the fold. There might be cairns that could be reinvigorated and in doing so could potentially lend favors. So I think that's probably the the better route to take. Like is there somewhere around that you might be able to sort of beseech for yeah. some sort of assistance. Um, so I'll say take your, you could take your, your, your specialty die cause, uh, cause of your cartography. And then you can add in, um, intelligence and I mean, honestly, academics or a cult, one of those two, I know academics is like your, one of your bigger ones. So yeah, it's tied to, they're the same. Yeah. Yeah, either one of those is fine. So you can either do half or you can roll it, whatever you want. Um, I guess I'll roll since I haven't done any willpower. Stiff. Okay. I'll 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 roll those three. Uh four is pretty good. Okay, yeah. You want to re-roll three? Okay, because you potentially get a crit. Because I don't yeah, there's no penalty to it, so Okay, yeah. So six. Uh, Six is fantastic. Nice. Uh, okay, so I'll give you a, a couple things basically for this. Um, at, we'll say that again, 48 hours, you're sending out feelers, you're making phone calls, you're reaching out, you're consulting, you're you know, talking to some of your, uh, some of your contacts, um, all that kind of thing. Um, whatever means you have. You you know that there are there used to be or there were or there are you've probably not visited recently some some stronger seps or there were stronger seps in the past like places where maybe one of your long-term goals perhaps with Gaius Grove is to sort of ally with them in some way at the mm-hmm. Kofa Wildlife Refuge which is like near the California border that there was once a fairly um, fairly strong Garu community there but over the past, we'll say, year or two, um, messengers, because you know that there's various like messengers that kind of come and communicate, none have come. Uh, so that, you know, sure if that's, you've done nothing to offend as far as you know. You don't think Adora or the Grove has done, but you know that there is that community out there. You know that there was a cairn a a forest spirit of some of some strength uh, and renown within a forest near prescott to the north uh, which is about like an hour and a half north um you know that that specifically had kind of ejected the garu that had tried to protect it because it wanted it, did, it just wanted to be unfettered the idea of of attachment was just something that was abhorrent to it. And there were, there have been multiple, there have been multiple stories that have popped up in the newspaper of Northwest of Phoenix. There's wildfires and things. And you know, 
with great certainty that it's not just wildfires, that there are spirits at work, that, that, that the, 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 you know, the wild is at work and, and is sort of cleansing some of the things. Suppose you see neighborhoods that are catching on fire because they're too close to things. And you know that these are, these are spirits trying that have rage almost like a werewolf uh, and are probably acting out in some way. Uh, so I would say those are, are three. Um, and then you know that between he, where you're at in Tucson, when you visited your your previous friend, there were at least a half a dozen noteworthy, once spiritually relevant sites that you think might have dormant Cairn, like a dormant Cairn spirit that if you revitalize the area could potentially return a favor. So lots of options, tons of options. You know plenty of places you can go. It's just a question okay. of you know, what you decide to do and what your group decides to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll say then everyone was kind of going off doing various things. Was there any, anybody else had any like side projects? I, yeah. I just got yeah. one quick question. One clarification when I was talking with Warchild. Um, yeah. The pyramid that he saw in the Umbra that pushed him off, was it like a tiered pyramid that, you know, like a Mayan or like Aztec a, like a pyramid or was kind it? Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does say it did have like tears to it. Yeah. yeah. And it's and, and it like shimmered and like almost spun and then pushed them away. Uh, and it was massive. It was it was it was like literally the top of the mountain had been replaced by this this thing. And he thinks it's a spirit or he he's under the impression that they have Fomori, they have Banes, they have enslaved spirits, they have things that they're control because otherwise what happened to them wouldn't have happened to them. Um, they they get the general sense that the place is very large, but they get the general sense that there's there's work being done within the confines that seems to involve the spirit world, the supernatural of some kind. And like the fact that like all these things are, are kind of in this one location, it does seem, this seems to be a hub of, of significant activity with spirits and various other supernatural creatures and connections okay so we'll say then that a couple days pass anybody who needed to do a howl at the moon get your rage back and try to regen go right ahead uh, you have two days of doing so um and we'll say that those two days have passed uh everyone makes it back to the sept various bits of information um everyone's all your NPC friends are nearby if you need them to be. So I'll turn it over to you guys. Like, and you could do this in character. You could do this as players, whatever you want. Like, what's your plan? Like, what do you, what do you think it was everyone thinking about right now? I think we need to stake out the mountain area at least a little bit, mm -hmm. but maybe we also want to, because we know the schedule for Dr. Lumax at the all Umbra Correctional, uh, those are the two things I'm thinking about. I don't think we're going to be able to crack the security on Signal Mountain without mm -hmm. an end. And unless we can find something to push a gap through the Umbra, we're not going to get in that way. Mm -hmm. So well, we need, I think Dukes is on the right track with finding a spirit that might ally with us. And if we can pick up Lomax or Bennett from her home in Scottsdale and leverage one or the other of them to 
to get the security layout for Signal Mountain. We might have a way in, but I don't think we're going to any have any better chance storming it than Warchild's tribe did. And I'd really like to know what this Lord of Thunder is that mm -hmm. uh, Mama Morella, Mother Morella told us about. I mean, is that some great Thunderbird spirit, some ancient? I mean, the way Warchild said it, that was a that was a ziggurat that was protecting Signal mm -hmm. Mountain and the Umbra. Maybe it's an old Aztec spirit like Telak or something. That's a fair question. I actually was about to there was somebody who mentioned they felt like they get hit. Right, but they weren't shot by nothing. You know, I, I'm in agreement with your thought there. Now, for some yeah. kind of corrupted spirits they have, along with those black spiral dancers on leashes in a Fomori army. We already know they're werewolf hunters. They they ambushed us once. We've got no way of getting in there unless we can sneak in either through the Umbra or past the physical security. So we've got to hit either the humans or the spirit away from the mountain, I think. We do have and also forms. Duke, if if Bennett has a spirit in her, mm -hmm. it was so bright. You can, like, separate a spirit from the thing that the spirit is in? Mm-hmm. Do you, you just have to be, like, close by? Yeah, I mean, we would have to probably capture her i mean rights generally take some time so i don't think i could just like sit in the lobby and be like you know don't mind me she has a sizable property so that would be difficult as well probably to get within range but she is definitely she is not she's still young she's spirit felt very spirit filled we could hey. potentially we could potentially take her on the way home, track her from her downtown building, follow her on her route, figure out a relatively clear space before she gets into that rich neighborhood of Scottsdale. And then I could call upon the powers of the wild to to shut her vehicle down, to completely lock out her car, and then we could take her. And I mean disappear. it's it's Phoenix traffic. Accidents happen all the time. Setting up a car accident would not necessarily raise a whole lot of suspicion. People run red lights all the time. We bore witness to our own crazy accidents. It is true. Yeah, we could. Um, I mean, however we get her out of the vehicle, it's not really relevant. But we could use my tiny house and put it out in the desert somewhere near-ish. To the location. So when we grab okay. her, we go to the tiny right. house, do the ritual. I mean, the issue is if we expel the spirit, we don't know what it is. Can you capture the spirit? After I can, but it like we it could be a good like is it a bad spirit? Like is it horrible? You know, it could be a fight if I try to do that. I mean, we I also would... have a plumbing vehicle if we wanted to uh, cause a sewer accident. Um, and then I can just listen for the phone call to a plumbing facility and we claim to be them because we have the car. If we don't want to do the hit and run in traffic and then try to kidnap her, if we want to just take her in her own house. We don't know what kind of security she yeah. has in her house. 
Exactly. And apparently and it sounds like she's got a big estate. I wouldn't necessarily matter. If she's if she knows she's being hunted by werewolves, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure she's not packing somebody in there with the means to stop us. Fair, fair. Um I don't think from my understanding, I know I'm not so old as some of the others, uh, but there's not a lot that are like me with the abilities to disrupt technology. Mm. You use the weaver. I've learned to shut down technology with the wild the way we're supposed to do it. Okay. Now, there is no exactly right way of doing things. You're still communing with the spirits in our own ways. There's just a more Ooh. natural way, yeah. It's not a more natural way. It's equally natural. Everyone brings their own skills, right, Eustace? Mm. Everyone's got their own skills. Everyone brings their own perspective. I'm just, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of getting into this secured, Mm. this secured neighborhood, finding her house, hitting Mm. her house, and not having security and police on us immediately. I, I do agree. As much as I would love to like put on a uniform and you know get in disguise, that sounds amazing. I also like the idea of like not taking her on in the center of her strength. Well, fair enough. Let's we can we can cause a traffic accident. So did we want to try Duke's approach first and try to see if we can uh, get a spirit ally on our side and then do the right? I mean that's possible too. I think we. I mean, I've been preaching that we need more help. So I think potentially doing good to another cairn or a lost cairn and getting an ally of a great spirit could be useful. I mean, we don't know exactly. We know some could be a forest spirit, some could be a fire spirit. The one near California mm-hmm. is MIA. So who knows what, you know, is going on there. But I, I just, the question is, like, how much time do we have? Like, is Mother Morello's words scary to us do we feel like that is an attack on us or is that us going into the compound is danger right i mean that's my question is how much time i feel like it's always safe to assume not enough yeah we might want to make sure Mm -hmm. that our own karen is uh got watches these days because of the thunder stuff but the one in california with it was a sanctuary a reserve for Wildlife the, it, Refuge. Wildlife yeah. Refuge. Then yeah, they would the, have a phone. Yeah, the border. We can we can do a, a quick phone call. I have well, learned. I I mean, it's the Garu that I think are missing. So I mean, if you might call and talk to Joe Schmo, that doesn't help us figure out what happened to the well, tribe or pack. Duke, don't you know some of the names of some of the Garu so that we can ask about them in a couple? Of course, I do. Okay, well, what's the problem? Hey, Lou remembers we can call people and check in on them. I, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm very good at technology. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Duke has Karen access. So, I mean, it technically, Duke, if that existed, he has access to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think you would have any issues with that. And I would also yeah. say part of your 48 hours of contact and researching was probably making phone calls. But I would say that to that specific one that you're referring to, the one on the California border, um, there that number seems to have gone right something happened there that's not good right so the question is like do we want to go to the close one which would be the forest spirit up north do we want to go for fire spirits i don't think that's very useful i feel like if we find something that could 
cause natural damage to the base or knock out the power or something in that vein would be uh, give us a big advantage, at least if we go in. Well, there's no reason we can't approach all of these at the same time. You could head up to talk to the spirit. We could tail Sasha Bennett again, make sure we know her pattern, try to get a better idea of what our security detail looks like to pick her up. Um, and then even one of us or two of us could even go out and try to go talk to Mother Morella again, see if we can get more information out of her. Well, we'd Say have to spend get her away. 24, 36 hours working on those three prongs. Then circle back and and execute the plan. If we've got a spirit to help us get through the Umbra, or if we need to take out Sasha Bennett and have her get us in, we'll know more then. I'm very yeah. curious about what happened to the large Karen in the California mm -hmm. border. Like, I know I keep talking about it, but that they got taken out is scary to me. Mm. that potentially got taken out right something definitely happened but because maybe it's bigger than we think on the marilla front maybe instead of going to the compound um we know that she's watching uh maybe with some help to step through into the umbra we could leave some sort of sign to make it clear that we're willing to listen or talk Assuming that she's watching and observing, if we can give her some signal that we're willing to talk with her, maybe she might approach us, which is better than us going to the compound and likely instigating a fight that we don't need. Have Rune try to reach out. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Instead of like actually going there. Right. They probably hate us. I, I think I have their phone number, actually, because I called from their location. Well, let's do at least two of the three things now, because I don't think I should go alone if the California spirit is, like, destroying the tribes, or we, we don't know, right? But, I mean, mm. if they're MIA, which is not normal, then I don't think, you know, I should go by myself. But if Well, then, how about Duke and I check the spirit out? Selena and Lou use their, well... Lou uses her weaver skills and Selena uses her already familiarity with what's going on to try to track Sasha Bennett more closely and used to grabs rune and, and tries to make contact with Mother Morella. Yeah, I can follow Sasha quite well. I love it when a plan comes together. It's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if we don't come back, you know, it was nice knowing you guys. Aww. Yeah, so well, well, I guess we get to find out which one is most dangerous. Okay, uh, so Selena and Lou are trying, or you're on Sasha Bennett duty. Duke and yes. Jacques, you're heading out west, so you're driving to the California border. And then Eustace, I, I missed what you were doing. What are you doing, Eustace? I'm going to be working with uh, Rune on Project Danzig. <laughs> okay, all right, I like it. Splitting the pack. And in three okay. different directions. Good luck, Jeff. <laughs> so... I love this shit. Are you kidding? I love it when you do this. It's crazy. Uh, okay, Efficiency. So it's great. Yeah. I think it's awesome. It's It makes it easier for me to 
to ambush you awesome. and have a chance in the fight. <laughs> uh, okay. And especially since you're splitting up Jacques and Eustace. Oh, baby. That's too easy now. Okay. Uh, all right. So Jacques, Duke, yours is the furthest away. So you're going to be in the car for a while. It's, it's still a day trip. It's, you know, it's Arizona, the California border. You can still get there by, you know, the afternoon. So if you leave in the morning, you're in the afternoon. It's fine. So it's not like it's going to take you forever. Uh, and then Selena and Lou, yours is yours takes some time to like wait for her to come down and to actually look for her. So we'll say this is like third day. This is like at this point, we'll say it's like four days after your your issues with the with Whispering Sands and the and the spirit down south. Um, and so but yours is yours is you're right there. You got Rune, mm-hmm. Skymender. So we'll start with you then since like time wise, it makes the most sense. Um, so walk me through. Rune is more than happy to help you with anything, especially if you say to her that you're trying to be peaceful towards Mother Morella. Mm-hmm. So I guess she's like, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy that you've come around, that you've realized that she can be an ally. She, she's never tried to harm any of us. So she could have, like she could have, she could have very easily not spoken up and we could have been monsters for the rest of our lives, which would have been considerably shorter than they are now. So whatever you think, what, I had the dream again. Yeah, we are concerned. There's other. There's been strange reports from other people. There was one of the pack that had gone out that way. They reported they felt like they had gotten hit by something, even though they weren't shot. Which sounds not too out of line with what you've talked about, too. Yeah, um, there's. I I saw something else. I saw. I heard the thunder. Mm. It it woke me. I looked outside. The sky was clear. There were scattered stars. The moon was a sliver. And when I looked once more down at my feet, where I felt the shards and I felt the blood, I couldn't see. Everything was too dark. But then there was a cackle and a streak of lightning came down from the sky and froze there inside of my room as if it just broke through the ceiling and that's when i could see it again i i called for lyric and when she came she said that i was sleeping but that she heard me calling nonetheless and then she woke me up and then and this time she sort of looks to the side and you see her bend down and she starts undoing her the laces of her shoes. And she shows you her feet and she shows you her ankles and they are cut up. This hasn't happened before. We couldn't find any shards, but my feet were bloodied. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, We've got concerns that there may be some sort of thunder speed or some sort of possible. Don't know if it's twisted or if it's just anchored in some way, but we do have concerns. That there's something of that nature that is somehow tied with these more earthly people doing all their super science nonsense. That's all scary. And the combination of the two uh, would be more than what we could just go storm the castle uh, with, which is part of why we might hope to reach out to Mother, as you'd say, guidance. I think her guidance could be very helpful. Um, uh, I'm concerned that maybe whatever this thing's power is, it's somehow 
you know, you, you hear the thunder. The the lightning is probably happening in the Umbra, I assume. And then this is the, uh, the aftershock, maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I got no clue. My um, visions have never hurt me before. Not like this. Well, that's why I'm I'm saying maybe we open ourselves up to the wisdom of somebody who has a little bit more experience yeah. with this sort of thing. Um, we're going to go back north. So here's my thought. I, f- I feel concerned about us just driving to the, the mountain there. Um, but we know that she's watching. My thought initially was if we could get ourselves in you know, into the near, the umbra near us, uh, maybe we could leave some sort of sign calling Carter saying that we would like to hear from her. We're, we're ready to talk. I think maybe asking her to meet us and talk with her away from some of the other stuff that's there. Like, cause we want to, te- we want to speak with her, not necessarily Don Claw. Okay. So we're trying to summon her here. Maybe. Cause I, I assume she's still watching you from everything you've described. I have faith. In what you're saying, I believe that she okay. is watching. Um, okay. I don't think me putting up like a cardboard sign up in the air right here is going to do much for anything. But I think if we could work together to get into the Umbro, we could maybe put up a flare, so to speak. If you think this will work, then I am willing to try. I mean, with what you've described of her, uh, I've got faith in what you've told me. I'd like to think this could work. If anything, I'm she probably going to have to leave. If I told her not to. Well... Uh, you know, honestly, this is a situation where, like, you didn't need to be worried about us doing anything against you. Actually, I'm going to need to lean on you a little bit here. I need your experience and your strength in these matters. And I'm really grateful that you're here. I, I'll, I'll try. I'm grateful for it. Thank you. She, she starts putting her shoes back on. And you can see she's, she's it, it's, it's her, it, like, her, her regeneration isn't kicking in. Like, you're seeing, like, it's not regenerating. Like she's trying mm. and she seems a little worried and like they're still there and you can see them clear as day. Like they're not, it's not like she's imagining she has these. All right. So you two want to go into the Umbra. You want to step into the Umbra? Yes. Okay. I don't have that right. <laughs> That's okay. I think even though Selena and Lou are busy doing something else, we could say somebody else in one of the other packs, uh, Roach or something like that can give you a hand. I don't think that's an issue. Uh, I'll still say, so let's just say just generally give us an occult and uh, maybe a wisdom roll. Actually, no, because you're trying to you're trying to get her to come to you, right? Give us a some sort of persuasion or etiquette or something like that, right? And then okay, yeah, and then yeah, give me that with maybe like a charisma. Um, I'll leave the occult to. Okay. Uh, to the the NPCs. And plus you're an umber, umber traveler too, so I don't yep. think even though you're not your cult's probably not the greatest in the group, you're still very good at three. Okay. So it's not bad for five dice, I guess. The, no, three's fine. Um you're in your own you're in your own set. This is super easy. Like it's not mm. hard at all. Um had you been outside, kind of done something that might have been more difficult. Eustace, I'll, I'll leave you with this. This is the thing that you see when you step into the Umbra. You notice that the tree where she had landed has grown. 
And in the umber, not in not in the physical world, you see that it has grown larger. Uh, it's still luscious, but you can see these. There's these branches kind of sticking out, extending here and there, and you notice that there are these very small spirits that seem to be weaving through the top of that extended tree, almost like perching up here and there. Um, so your instincts about her watching are 100% on point. And that's what you think this probably is. Some sort of just sort of surveillance. Um, so rune will say to you, this is, it is like her wisdom tree, but smaller. Mm. Um, Sometimes we would, when we wanted to call to her when she was away, we would climb atop it and we would, we would speak to her and then she would know that we sent her a message. Well, then it sounds like we should mirror that here. So damn, you're smart. The two of you climb up the tree and Eustace, what do you say? So that's your role. Three successes. So okay. whatever you say is basically three successes worth. And see if that's enough to convince her okay. to come out from wherever she is. Uh, Mother Morella, I'm not going to waste courtly words upon you. I think that's Don Claw's way, not yours. Uh, I believe that your children are in need of your wisdom and your guidance and your protection. I would hope that you would bestow us some of that grace and come meet us here. Uh, and I would like to work with you to keep them safe and take care of the dangers nearby. Okay. With three successes. So the two of you linger atop for some time. Um, you don't need to expend willpower because you've got the umbral traveler feet, but she does. Uh, so you do see she grows tired over time as you two are lingering for a while at a certain point though Eustace you see in the distance around you again you're in the umbra you can see your spirit is pulsing below you see the grove is in this beautiful state you see the mountains off to the east the superstition mountains there and their their beauty that are you can tell are, are it's always looks better in the umbra than it does in real you watch a massive shadow emerge out from behind it with these extremely large, wide, feathery wings in the far distance. And it leaps up into the sky, comes back down and begins sort of almost nose diving back into the direction of Gaia's Grove. We'll cut from there uh, and we'll go over to Lou and Selena, uh, who were... You were doing surveillance then on uh, on yes. Sasha Bennett. Okay, walk me through what you wanted to do. I'm assuming this is a, like, what routes do they get from point A to point B? Is that what you had in mind, Lou? Yeah, so I was, I don't know if we want to be stationary in a vehicle, but I was thinking I could run um, Hispo for the extra dexterity and Blur of the Milky Eye to keep myself from getting detected easily. Sure. Um, and then I can take out uh, any surveillance cameras if I needed to. But um, it it might be good if I can run, it might be good if you're like set up because you've been trailing her right 
So we did a trail of a her. trail. Yeah. So we might know. You definitely if you know, know where her place is and where the headquarters are. And you went one yeah. path. So you can easily retrace that path you took. It's just a okay. question of whether or not that's the only path they ever take. Okay. Um, would you want to drive or would you also want to like run a wolf? Uh, can you make me? Kitten. No, <laughs> then probably then probably drive because mm-hmm. you know there's just lots of cars around yeah okay. and i can i guess i can't text you with no fingers never mind <laughs> and your goal your goal here is <laughs> bluetooth to like, headset for dogs so so what information are you looking to get here you're really just looking to like tr- like the paths that they take the routes that they take is that is that is that the goal with this her general timing, like if she's consistently doing gotcha. anything. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, give us a st- the stealth. You can even do halves if you want, because I know you're using the milky eye. Like you can, you can, you don't have to roll all of this if you all want to do halves. That's fine in this situation. Um, Selena, you're driving. You're saying um, you can still make an awareness test, though. We'll say you don't need to roll drive. It's not an intense driving moment, but you can roll awareness mm-hmm. with wits if you want. And maybe between the two of you might glean some extra things. Uh and Starbucks. Two successes. Okay. You happy with that? No. <laughs> you can re-roll just the green ones. Well, I can re-roll the red one too, because you can't brutal, so. That's true, you only have the one. Okay, I've got, uh, I successfully got Hispo and Blurry Eyes, or Blurry Milky Eyes up, uh, past those checks. Um, And then my stealth is going to have a wisdom bonus to all stealth tests. So it's still dexterity plus something? Uh, Yeah, dexterity plus stealth. Yeah. Okay, and then plus wisdom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. And yeah, let me know what you're doing. I'm, I am, I'm, I'm, on, I'm not on that tab. Like how, how you, how you want me to roll? Not so good. Uh, three Just making successes. a strange face. Three successes. Okay. <laughs> so is that three for both of you, right? Like certainly you had three as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so I'll say three successes is not necessarily going to reveal you since you're just you're keeping your distance and you're really just trying to get patterns. You're not trying to get too close in any particular way. So if you're keeping your distance and just trying to get patterns, three is enough. Um, you will notice, we'll say over the course of a day or two, a day and a half, maybe you do this two days in a row. We don't have to worry about the timeline too much. You do notice that they, they, she does vary the path or at least whoever's driving her varies the path. Um, Lou, I'll give you a few other, I'm combining your roles and so you're going to get different information. So Lou, one of the things you would be able to glean uh, about her vehicle is that it is, it is relative. So you can tell there's extra paneling. You can tell that there's extra tech. There's give, it's giving off some basic kind of like some signal. You can tell that there, there's, there's enhancements that have been done to it. Um, when if you try to at any point like peer through the vehicle, you can tell that it's sort of even your penumbra senses is, is sort of blocked off. It's almost like the the car itself seems to have some kind of protective barrier that that prevents uh, eavesdropping in some way. 
uh, could just be a spirit that she's using. There are plenty that do that, tech, you know, technologically jamming signals, things like that. So that's something you notice. Um, Selena, you, I'll say now that you know what to look for, you do see her. She does. She never makes a stop anywhere other than home or that neighborhood in the headquarters. Okay. She doesn't do a Starbucks run. She doesn't go to Arby's. She doesn't go. What was the other places we went? <laughs> what a burger. Uh, what a burger. Burger King. What a burger. What a ping. Yeah. We got to start naming other ones because they didn't reach out for sponsorships. So I'm very disappointed. Uh, so <laughs> doesn't stop at any of those types of places. Nothing like that. So you can see it's very clearly point A and point B. The route between point A and point B changes each time. So in the morning, at night, in the morning, at night. So between Selena, which you've already seen, and now what you're seeing with Lou, you've seen four different routes. They all go to the same place, but it's just like she's mm -hmm. taking you know different things here and there. Uh, but okay. in that time, you haven't seen repetition. They haven't repeated it at all. Obviously, there's certain roads that they have to go on, uh, but right. various routes there are different. Never takes a highway either. Uh, so you notice that as well. Okay. Um, the other thing you would see, Selena, is that the people that you see letting her out, she's got a driver and she's got two, uh, two security. You notice that they are well-dressed. Lou, you also can tell, as the two of you are looking, sneaking around here and there, they too seem to have something on them, which suggests that they have maybe enhanced equipment. And you've, you recall when you guys had the fight in the highway, there was enhanced equipment here and there. There was like that sniper from the distance. There was, there was ammunition and munitions and guns, all of that, that seemed to have some sort of, like they seem to be very well equipped in some, in some fashion. Um, so I would say that's probably what the two of you would glean with three and three without trying to push into the neighborhood or anything for it. Like just from, just from just trailing or back and forth, trailing or back and forth, you know, that they have equipped like weapons that could hurt you. And, uh, and also have some sort of tech spirits that can, uh, what seems to be jam or obscure, uh, some of what you're seeing. Um, okay. And then we'll, we'll end on Jacques and Duke. Uh, you guys drive well out West takes you the longest time to get there. It's not a hard drive. It's simple. There's no complications. You don't get ambushed along the way. Um, eventually you do leave the vehicle, uh, and begin exploring uh, the actual wilderness itself. So you guys are, it's, it's Kofi. I think it's called the, what I call it. It's the, it's not what Kofi. I called it. It was, yeah. Kofi, Kofi wildlife. Kofi, Kofi. Kofi. So it is a big wildlife preserve. And so Jacques, it's actually quite nice because you are away from all these different trappings of the, of the weaver and of humanity. And it's just wilderness for a while. And it's actually, as you're wandering through it, um, what you would know, Duke, just from your previous knowledge of them, is that they are a very reclusive bunch. They off the grid kind of deal. The number you had was like satellite kind of kind of phone. It wasn't connected to anything. Uh, and you know that they live almost like in a squatting sense away. They don't have like specific homes. It's more like a sort of like a tree village out in the distance, right? And I'll say that as the two of you traverse the forest which is not difficult whether you're doing hamid or lupus or whatever all of that is 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 simple you eventually reach the site where you know they had once been and when you get there it's immediately apparent to both of you something is terribly terribly wrong as you can see there are 
down trees, upturned earth, uh, where they had built very crude shelters here and there, nothing extravagant, right? Those have been dismantled, destroyed. There's signs of explosions, uh, old, like they've been around for a while, like small little munitions maybe have gone off here and there. Uh, the two of you are both, I think, particularly good at different things. Um, you would be able to tell that there is a very faint waft of corruption in the air, the scent of the worm, basically, the worm's minions. You guys also notice that in the trees that had been broken down this way or that, you notice many of them have been marred in some way. You see the ground has been disturbed. As you continue to explore, maybe one of you climbs a tree, expects something, maybe and kind of gets a better view. You realize on the ground, the full ground of where their abodes had been built, these, these simple these simple huts and things. You see that there is torn into the ground itself, this spiraling image around and around and around. And the bark of the tree is the same thing. You see the like the corruption, the death, the uh, corrosion of some of the bark is creating these almost naturalistic spiral forms. And every which way you go, every which way, you see the clear sign that this place was hit by and succumbed to the similar similar kind of attack that you all had suffered but survived at the start of the chronicle. Uh, so I figure we're at time. Let's end it there, uh, and we can kind of pick up on further investigation and following up on a few things uh, next time around, and we'll, we'll end on that. All right. Nice. You guys are completely split awesome. up. That's when all the black <laughs> spiral dancers ways. come rushing down. We are super safe. <laughs> I am so confident right now that if Sasha Bennett and those two, or actually three if you count the driver, would have wiped the floor with Selena and Lou. I am supremely like, no Eustace, no Jacques. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm also, I was like really tempted to run Gremlins. If and I have brutal outcomes... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I haven't Holy been able to heal crap. either. Really so horrible. like I'm that still sitting been... with one. Uh, I'm still oh, sitting yeah, with one you aggravated. Did, you did, and I tried. Recon only. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just, oh well, yeah. That's why but, I asked what you guys were trying to do. Because if you were trying to like break into no, the neighborhood no, or follow, no, 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 that would have no. been a higher difficulty. But just like, nah, that's fine. Three is okay. Uh, all right. So we'll pick up uh, there next week. Again, we're getting into the end. We're kind of doing in that sort of collection phase. And eventually uh, you'll unleash a plan of some sort. Um, let's go ahead and do some plugs then. Uh, we're going to start. Uh, we're going to start with our, our good friend, Jeremy, our dear friend. Mm -hmm. He has been on the channel for uh -huh. years now. Go ahead and tell us about this Patreon you got. You know what? It's Aaron Reese on Patreon. It's comic books, tokens, maps, and other fun stuff. You should check it out. <laughs> Fantastic. Had it ready to go. Wasn't stalling in the least. Wasn't uh -huh. stalling at all. <laughs> uh, Aaron, uh, what's going on with Garblag, man? Oh, let's see. Uh, next week, Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can find Millie, the GM, continuing her run of uh, Free League's game, Coriolis. She's been running it for years. It's a, it's an incredible uh, space opera adventure, so check it out. Then on Wednesday, 
At the same time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll find me back in the narrator's seat as we continue our Marvel Multiverse Cataclysm of Kang. We completed the Rank 2 Adventure of the Friendly Neighborhood, and we are starting the New York State of Mind with Rank 3 characters on Wednesday. And then, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you can check out Pete from Garblad Games on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, continuing his heroic deeds run of the Red Hand of Doom. Perfect. And speaking of heroic deeds, if you're right now in Twitch, check the check the chat. Go take a look at the heroic deeds up on Kickstarter. If you're watching this later uh, on YouTube or on VOD, check the show notes and stuff. We'll have a link to it. Uh, heroic deeds up on Kickstarter. If it looks like it's something you would like, you know, kind of old school kind of deal to it, give it a back. He's a good friend of ours, uh, and Pete works has been working really hard in the game for quite some time. So take a look at it, see if it's something you're interested in. Uh, and go for it. well and like aaron said on tuesday we're planning on doing some uh, a preview of it so aaron's going to run us through a couple sessions of it so we can kind of put it on our own channel so if you want to see that first before you make a decision it makes perfect sense come check that out on tuesday uh other than that our games uh, what we got next friday tomorrow we got delta green we're back to that uh we are in north carolina dealing with um i don't know something i can't remember what it was about we're in north carolina Better. i remember that part was oh yeah weather the weather's really bad Okay, I'm starting to sound repetitive because now hurricane. I'm doing thunder here, storms, hurricanes, weather. Okay. All and right. autopsies. I'm going to have to change things Don't up. Don't forget the autopsies. Oh, yeah. I baited Melissa into <laughs> an autopsy that she didn't need to do that revealed no information and is probably going to be Nothing. Two autopsies. She's like, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do a cursory examination. Just a cursory examination. You sure you don't want to do it anymore? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally about that. <laughs> And immediately backfired on her. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Call of Cthulhu, Eternal Lies. We should have the full crew back. We're in Los Angeles. We're investigating uh, a cult that uh, that uh, through sex parties and drug parties. It's like something that eyes wide shut. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so come check that out. Uh, Monday, you can see the top row here as we're playing through Monster of the Week, the finale of our Monster of the Week run. Uh, so come see Family Splatters and... Uh, watch me uh, watch me just murder them with their with their family and their grandmother's arch enemy. Uh, we already mentioned Tuesday, Heroic Deeds. Uh, Aaron's going to give that a run. And uh, Thursday, we'll be back for here. And last thing I'll say is we do have a new Discord. I'll repeat this. I mentioned this at the start. Uh, I'm going to drop the link one more time. Melissa's going to drop the link one more time. Uh, come hang out with us. If you're checking this out later, check the notes and stuff. Come hang out with us. Say hi. Help us figure out what we want to run we're gonna have some changeover we've got some new games coming if you have some ideas for games that you'd like to see us play throw those out there we'll take a look maybe it's uh maybe it's something that we might want to do as well uh but that's all we got thank you everyone who hung out tonight thank you to toys daily network for giving us the raid earlier uh we are going to pay that forward we're going to raid our weird but very fun and cool friends uh insomnia and irpg uh because they do weird stuff every time we raid them so have a good night see y'all later bye-bye good night bye-bye